Dipping back into the mailbag to talk about Jason Tatum's wrist, the Celtics getting their own arena, a local kid that we want to see, and a future podcast idea that might just end my career. It's all right now on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, thank you for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day and returning to the podcast to uh, enjoy a third episode this week. It's a Monday, Wednesday, Friday episode uh, schedule for the week, uh, next couple of weeks probably, and then in the middle of September, we're going to get back to daily, Monday through Friday, thanks to a couple of people who tweeted out that they need this podcast to come back daily. It's coming back daily before you know it. Monday through Friday. That's generally the schedule here. So thank you for subscribing. You can get this podcast wherever podcasts exist. It's free. It's available everywhere. And you can watch the show on YouTube. I'm John Corrales. I cover the Boston Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. And I'm going into my 16th season covering this team. I've written a book called the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. Plenty of content out there for me. And today, some mailbag stuff that ties into some recent uh Recent events, Jason Tatum, we'll talk about his wrist. Later on, questions about the Celtics arena, uh, a local player, which local player we'd like to see, and an idea for a future podcast for me and for Tom Westerholm, which, Tom, I think we would enjoy. But we'll wait till we get to that later on in the show. How you doing, man? I am so freaking locked on Celtics right now. <laughs> I almost believe that. I almost believe that. You were very convincing when you said that. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's the end of August. Nobody should be locked <laughs> anything in the but that's okay. Um, Can I ruin something for your YouTube viewers? Because it drives me, it, it like it doesn't drive me insane, but I can't stop looking at it. Is it my face? No, it's the background. I mean, no, 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 no. It's certainly not your face. Come on now. Um, <laughs> no, it's like on the background. If you look very closely at the net, um, it like the locked on Celtics logo turns the bottom of the net green, and I cannot stop seeing it. So I just wanted to, uh, <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to make everybody else. Did feel... I not Photoshop that quite well enough? I mean, it just, it just needs Celtics this much. Not... It needs this much touch up. And now if you do it, everybody will appreciate it a little bit more. You're welcome. Okay. Okay. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't realize that it's an oversight. Uh, you know, I, I went through a lot of trouble to get this done, but, uh, I'm here to good have... enough. Nothing's good enough for Tom Westerholm. That's, I think, what we're uh, look, man. We're I'm at. here. To, I'm here to help. That's all it is. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. All right. <clears throat> let's uh, let's see if I can just go a little smudge there. Nope. <laughs> nope. Can't get it. So all right. Let's, uh, let's answer some questions, and I'll uh, I'll maybe fix that, or maybe I'll just be a stubborn <laughs> Greek and not, and just make you deal with it. I think that's a much better bit. I think you should do that. <laughs> <laughs> Next time, see. This is my reaction. This is my to my absolute. Pull the curtain back. My reaction: make the whole net green. Yeah, I think you should. Screw you, Tom. I think you should. You. you know what? No, I'll make the other net green. I'm gonna make everything green. Uh, you know what? That's 
I'm going to make you green. I'll find a way to make you green because Money. how dare you? Get it. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> um, that really is my knee-jerk reaction. My knee-jerk reaction is, <laughs> you can't tell me what to do, um, which is a very poor, poor initial. That's, a, that's something I've had to overcome for so long. And you're like, wait a minute. There's good advice. People are just trying to help you. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that's blame. Well, well, I'll get my dad on the podcast, and then people will be like, oh, yeah, okay, I get it. I get it. I get why this is this is the case. All right, let's. Uh, I want to be. I want to be on both the Millie's pod and the your dad pod. For the record, I'll have my dad interview Millie's, and that'll oh. go. That'll be the last episode of Lockdown Celtics. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> All right, let's get let's get into these questions here, because uh, uh, Anthony C has a question regarding the recent report that Tatum played with an injured wrist. How concerned should we be about the injury, considering Jalen Brown needed surgery? I know we don't know the extent of the injury, but Jalen Brown needed surgery. How is that the media didn't disclose this injury? I love this question because it encapsulates a lot. So let me let me just first answer the the direct thing. The injured wrist, we all knew that there was the injured wrist because we saw that the wrap around his left wrist. I asked him about it. He made a joke about Nick Sang, his trainer, wrapping it too tight, being too thorough, when in fact, recently on Bleacher Report, he disclosed, oh yeah, it was actually a fractured wrist. Uh, so it was a uh, a non-displaced fracture. That means the bone broke, but the bone didn't like move or float around or anything like that. It healed, but it was painful. It's a completely different injury than Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown had ligament, uh, a ligament injury where you have to go in and have the surgical repair. Jay, uh, Tatum's no ligaments, just a bone thing. Once the bone heals, it heals, and that's done. So why did the media not disclose the injury? Well, we did. We saw it. We asked about it. He just he and the team never disclosed the extent of the injury. So unless someone got in good with Tatum's people and, and none of Tatum's people were going to disclose that injury privately to any sources. So nobody, no, no source. Oh, you know, he's got a broken wrist. So be easy on him. No one was going to give any of that information out. So that's, that's the answer to the question. So Tom, I'll pose it to you. What do you make of Tatum disclosing this when he did in late August? Yeah, I think just to, to, touch on and and, re and uh, agree with your point here like it, it did it would have done nobody any good to leak that Tatum had a wrist injury and like because the, the we talked about this on the last part but the immediate reaction would have been like oh Tatum's you know making this up for attention oh Tatum's trying to like you know excuse his poor play yeah, yeah, his yeah. poor shooting oh, whatever excuses he's making excuses yeah, we, Tom. look at Mr. Excuses over here right and like that's you know no player wants that reputation right like nobody's nobody's trying to nobody's trying to be a baby um about their broken wrist that they're playing an nba basketball game with and then also like the later you get in the playoffs i mean it is it's an intense time to play basketball if if somebody knows that you have a broken wrist i'm sorry you're gonna get slapped on the wrist and it's not gonna be like entirely accidental you know like it's like you know it, i mean it, like these things Guys want to win. Like, yeah. if you're Tatum, there is a actually value in not telling people, like, you know, if you're the Celtics, like, you know, and obviously, like, you know, every time he falls to the ground, he's gripping it and stuff. I mean, I don't know. I think I think there's a very real chance that, like, part of it, too, is just, like, you know, part of it is, is like, okay, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to sound like I'm making excuses. And part of it, too, is, like, nope, I'm fine. Go ahead. Slap my wrist. See if I care. Like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's a little bit of both. But... 
there's, I mean, f from the top down, from Tatum's people, there is no reason to leak that information. The doctors aren't going to like, like get it because of HIPAA, you know, like the, right. um, the team certainly isn't going to leak it to anybody, um, both because of, you know, like just Tatum's privacy, but then, you know, also again, like competitive, they, they, it's competitive, like, yeah. So yeah. that's why that information never came out. That's why that information wasn't going to come out until Tatum talked to Taylor Rooks, you know, perfectly timed halfway through the off season. Like, right. Yeah. There, there is a time when the media gets that stuff. And as soon as Taylor Rooks got it, she disclosed it like any of us would have. So of course, yeah. of course. Yep. And, and look, it, it was a, um, it was his offhand. So yep. I'm not going to blame that too much for it. And, and the other thing is, my, my question was like, all right, since he – the NBA is very much now in bed with the gambling industry. And the one thing that gamblers don't like is not having all the information. Right. So I'm sure that there are some people in the gambling industry who are like, what do you mean it was broken? I would have bet against the Celtics if I'd known it had been broken. And that tends to float up to the top. And there's a lot of money at stake. Yes, so I, I feel like there, there may be some blowback. Now, the Celtics could say, hey, look, it, it was hurting. It was painful. But the injury had healed and it was just pain. So there might be a little bit of kind of gray area. Because that's kind of what Tatum said. That's that li that point, literally what he said. Yep. Yeah. So... It felt like he, he said he was kind of playing with a fractured wrist, and he, I, I guess he sort of was, but it, was, it, it had healed. So I don't know exactly. It's such, it's gray enough where the Celtics might not get fined. They might, they might not. I don't know, but they may also. They, there might be a stern talking to coming to the you know like all right guys, just a, a finger wag. Just make sure you report your injuries. Because, because of the gambling, the, the injuries have to be reported. So not a big deal. Um, right. I don't, how, how much do you think it, it impacted? I think the fatigue impacted his play much more than the wrist impacted his play. Although it may have led to a couple of the turnovers. I mean, I, I think honestly, it, it does kind of does kind of explain like you know, I mean, he, he was he was missing shots around the rim, that kind of thing. Like it does help to you know, it, like. It's one of those things where, I mean, even if, you know, if you've got a sprained ankle, right? Like, even if you jump off the other foot, when you come down, you still feel a little like, oh, sure. like, oh yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. in your head a little bit. Mentally, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I wouldn't I'm, be surprised yeah. if that's part <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if that's part of it too, you know? Um, and, but yeah, I mean, I think the larger point, I, I think, I think a lot more of it comes down to the Celtics had a, had a tougher road through the playoffs. Like, and like you said, the fatigue and all of that stuff, like, Finally, like this is this is why it did suck for them that they had to face the Nets in the first round and the Bucks in the second round and a super spirited Heat team in the third round and et cetera, et cetera. And and then you had to try to face the game breaker Steph Curry. Like I, I think a lot more of it comes down to to that sequence of events and that specific opponent um, more so than than the wrist. But I, I mean, look, a, an injury that affects your best player and the, you know, the linchpin of your offense is, yeah, that's, sure. that will mess with you. So yeah, and, I and think look, it, hey, it all comes together. Yeah. I mean, you're dribbling left and you want to whip that wraparound pass to the opposite corner. 
if your wrist hurts, then maybe you're less likely to make that pass. You're a little off with that pass. You're trying to compensate and you throw it a little high, a little low, gets picked off. I mean, any of those things are are possible. So it, I'm not saying it didn't affect him. Because you're less likely to hit the deck to, to take a layup where you might hit the deck because you don't want to catch yes. yourself. Yeah, it's yeah. There's there's the mental aspect is is definitely there. So that's that's kind of everything there with the Tatum injured wrist. It, it is what it is. Don't be concerned long term. A bone healing is a bone healing. Um, as long as everybody and, and we saw him playing basketball without the wrap on his wrist, so that's fine. Uh, I I don't expect that to be anything. And again, Jalen Brown's injury was significantly different, even though it was in the same spot. One is a fractured bone. The other one was yeah. so that's that we're going to come back with a question about will the Celtics ever own their own arena? Will they ever get their own arena? It's an interesting question. One I would love to see uh, answered. Yes, but we'll see. Uh, I was talking about the gambling industry before and, and there's no doubt the Celtics are the betting favorite at betonline.net five to one odds for the Celtics to win the championship. So better than anybody else, even after Kevin Durant went back to Brooklyn and betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on things like this and all your betting needs. You can find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You can find news and reviews of every league, obviously including the NBA, but everybody else, major league baseball, NFL, which is really ramping up. NHL coming back soon. Combat sports, esports, golf. You can also get live in-game betting for these things. Scores, podcasts, they have you covered because Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information. So head on over to Bet Online today. You can use your mobile device to do so. Learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online is where the game starts. Please gamble responsibly. Thanks for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day because Locked On Network is your team every day. You can head on over to any other Locked On podcast, any other team. So the Lakers just traded for Patrick Beverly. Do you want to know what the Lakers' perspective is? How excited are they to get Pat Bev? You can go to Locked On Lakers. How excited were the, the Nets to get Kevin Durant back? Go to Locked On Nets. Just check in on the competition. See what they're thinking so you can – visualize and come up with your retorts on Twitter. It's all there on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Let's bring Tom Westerholm back in. Question from Cooper G, Tom. Will the Celtics ever own their own arena? And if so, where will it be? That's a great question, Cooper G. Especially yeah. the second part. Like, that, that's that's the thing that always trips me up with it is like, um, like I, I mean, I, I have a hard time picturing at very least like the current ownership group wanting to kind of have like the new England Celtics. And I mean, even if they could still call themselves Boston, you know, I mean, if they're, you know, if they're outside the city a little bit, I don't know, like right now they're just, you know, right smack in the middle like that. Yep. That feels like the, I mean, and it's just, you know, you, you kind of get like the, uh, you know, the, the, the tea coming in underneath, you know, the commuter rail coming in literally underneath. Like it just, I, I feel like, the location is very classic Celtics and the Celtics are a franchise that, that loves and reveres classic, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, and, and I mean, look, it's, it's, it's very expensive to, to come up with a, with a new arena. So if I were to guess not anytime in the near future, um, but 
Yeah, I mean, I, I would I would guess not in the near future, I guess, to answer the question. Definitely not in the near future. Definitely not in the near future. I, I they, Well, I think they just re-upped their, yeah. their lease. So that's going to be what, for another... I should have I should have uh, uh, looked this up before, but I'm I can see. I can get it while you're looking. So the you're Celtics talking. extended their lease. Oh, so it's through 2036. So another 14 years. So uh, where can they where can they go in 2036? I mean, anywhere. I personally I would love to see them get their own arena because it changes the game so much when you can get your own income, your own gates beyond your own gate you can get your own concessions you can get money from concerts this is what makes the warriors so uh so powerful when it comes to spending it's not just it's not that their owner is just like oh yeah well, i'm gonna be like steve balmer it's it's that the chase center is like a giant chase atm and you just you just prints money for them now i don't know if the celtics can ever get it to that extent but if they could in you know 14 years from now so much will change i i mean i always loved the assembly square area but that has since been built up so that assembly square i think is just out as a as an arena but it was it's right off of the highway it was so easy i i, I literally have a google maps open here and i'm just kind of like moving around tom i have one one thing one spot that makes the most sense for me. All right. It's and it's a partnership with the Encore Casino and to go into Everett. And I'm sure there's a lot of eminent domain going on over there, but I think some it wouldn't exactly be their own arena, but a deal with Encore where there's a joint venture and they split things more equitably. And that becomes a new kind of facility. Now, Encore is right on the water. So you can have, you know, there, there are spots right around there that it's it's kind of very, uh, it, it's like oil and, and kind of energy. And there's, there's a lot of places where things can get knocked down and things, again, a lot of eminent domain would probably have to happen. It'd probably be very bad press and a lot of political fighting. And that's another reason why there's there's been it's been very very difficult. Spots are limited. To get a spot, you have to pay a lot of money, and you got to grease some palms in this city. You really got to grease some palms, and so the political fighting will make it very very difficult. So, but Tom, I think I think you know we're looking at 13, 14 years from now. Right. That's I I don't see any any reason not to start putting out the feelers and encore is already uh an advertising partner a sponsor for the celtics most casinos have a venue where they can have performers concerts you know i i go to connecticut sun games all the time and they're constantly advertising some concert in there i know chris rock just came through and did did a, a couple of shows why why are why is encore going to miss out on that so i mean the competition would increase but i, I think something there if the celtics do ever get their own place makes the most sense for me yeah i mean it's a if you if they're gonna do it that makes sense um you know you can still um i mean and then you like you were you know 
capitalizing on on being on the waterfront. I mean, that that's working out very nicely for for the Warriors for sure. I mean, I think my biggest my biggest qualm with it, and my biggest reason why I still just kind of have a hard time seeing it is just like when you look at other teams, right? Like the the Lakers and the Clippers splitting up. It makes it makes a lot of sense to have an NBA team in Inglewood. Um, you know, LA is is I, I just looked it up. LA is like roughly 500 square miles. Boston is like 80. Like it's it's there there is just a little bit I'm, bigger. A little bit bigger. And like obviously there's more people in LA too. But regardless, like it is you know it it is just it's packed in. It's it's going to be tough to do. Now, what I will say is like when you talk about greasing palms, you talk about all that stuff, you know, being by Encore, there is a lot like, you know, there there would be some eminent domain stuff, but there would also be some real synergy between Encore and the Celtics, right? Like like I mean, if you're Encore, 17,000 people pouring out of the arena 41 times guaranteed every like, yeah. oh my gosh, you are just in yeah. You're looking at that and just thinking, like, I'll help you grease some palms if I have to, yeah. Steve and Stephen Wick. So, um, yeah, like, I think uh, you know, in terms of that, I, I think you know, Everett makes as much makes probably more sense than anywhere else um, if the Celtics were going to split off. But again, it's you know, it's just going to come down to can they find the space because, of course, they want to, right? Like, of course, they want their own concessions, their own gate, their own you know, mm-hmm. money machine that they can just continue. Um, they can continue printing, uh, you know, in, into the future. But um, yeah, it's it, it will be interesting. And and you're right too. This is the time to do it because this is not going to be something that can come together in two years. This is something that could come together over yeah. the course of like a decade. So if you start doing it now, maybe yeah, maybe by 2036, um, you know, we'll all be underwater. But if we're not underwater, it'll be uh, you know, it'll be great. So. So build further inland is what you're saying. Yeah, build a, on stilts. Yeah, is, uh, like, uh, see, see if see what see what Ohio has to. Has yeah, to, yeah, uh, do yeah. For you. So yeah. instead instead of going in Everett, you want to go up to like Malden, you go <laughs> yeah. uh, like deeper into like Revere or something like that. Um, Look, P- Pittsfield can like you know uh, there's there's. <laughs> I mean, you could do like the Pawtucket Red Sox. You just move the team to Worcester, right? That'd be fine. Hey, huh? let's I'm, go. I'm a proponent. I'm not bitter about that at all. Shout shout out the Woo Sox. Yeah, boo. The boo socks <laughs> for me. Boo. Uh, I, I, I really do question if the Celtics are actually they put a, there's a lot of effort going into making that current facility everything that it is with the hotel and everything around yep. there. Yep. You know, they they're they make a lot of money there too. And in, in in if the 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 Jacobs might just say like, look, we're, we're going to keep you here. We're going to make as sweetheart a deal as we possibly can to keep you here. And let's, because that, that's just income. And if the Celtics leave, build a facility, and now there's competition for these concerts and shows and stuff like that. The last thing the Jacobs family wants is empty nights at the garden. When there's a show going on at whatever, you know, the Bill Russell arena uh, across the way. So. Or not for nothing, another game. Because if the Celtics are in another arena, there's absolutely no reason that the Bruins and Celtics can't have games on the same night. That's true. That's a great point. There's, there's also that, um, and that would be that would be tough. That would be a tough competition. The team, the team that's rebuilding, would would lose a lot. And look, yeah, that goes for the Celtics too. That goes for the Celtics. So the Celtics can say we're going to build our own yes. arena and blah blah blah. And then after Tatum and Brown retire or whatever like that, and then you know. Everything gets sold off, which is right about then. You know, we're talking yeah. about 14 years from now. Those they like 
two, three years into a rebuild, that might not exactly be the right time to launch a new building, you know, with, you know, Deuce Tatum, you know, Jason Tatum Jr. in year two. Sure, he could be a selling point, but, uh, <laughs> you know, with the with the 15 win Celtics, like, eh, I don't know. So, could be. I mean, that's what that, that's why the Warriors situation was so perfect for them because, like, okay. like just, oh, uh, I mean, any NBA owner is, is jealous of that one. Let's get into uh, another question here. We got we got two more, two more to go. So let's just keep let's power through here. Which Massachusetts from NJ? Which Massachusetts or New England born player would you love to see in green? Tom, you are uh, very very much uh, scouting everybody. I we we can go anywhere we want with this. But what, do you have any, when I say which Massachusetts or New England born player would you love to see? I think we can go in so many different directions. Well, that's true. Um, I mean, look, I, th I think they already got him. It's Noah Vonley. Boom. That's why. Right. That's right. That's right. That's right. No, uh, I, I think, I think for me, it's, it's probably Bruce Brown, right? Like, I mean, he's yeah. like, I mean, he's really good. And I think he, uh, if he ever ended up on the Celtics, I think he'd be a perfect fit next to the guys they have. We talked about it last time in conjunction with the Nets and how, you know, he was the perfect kind of low usage, you know, high, high defense, versatile kind of guy who can, you know, just kind of just kind of water, you know, filling in a lot of different cracks because, you know, that's like like that, that those kind of guys are so unbelievably valuable in the NBA. And, um, you know, he grew up. I think, you know, sometimes you'll you'll hear guys who like grew up in the area, but they were still like a Kobe fan. You know, they were they were yeah, fans yeah. of like the greats. Bruce Brown was a Celtics fan. Like he was at Celtics games. His favorite player was Rajon Rondo. Like this dude was he was he was like a like a real deal Celtics fan. I think it'd be kind of fun if he uh if he ended up coming back home. I was so I wanted him so bad. I wanted him so bad this summer. Um that that when he when he was he Denver did he sign with? Um, yes. Yeah, that when when he's when he when it when, I, when he didn't sign with the Celtics, <laughs> I was just like, oh man, the Nuggets. You were right. You were right. Good job. <laughs> yeah, my August brain. I mean, it's, there's a lot of synapses that have just gone into hibernation. But uh, yeah, yeah, that was still in there somewhere. <laughs> um, I I feel like okay, so I think he would currently be like the the player. Uh, I, I think a, a good one might be George's Yang, who could fill in a nice a nice role. Yeah, I mean, in a kind of like in a Danilo Gallinari way, but like younger and more effective. I think. Um, but yeah, I think he would be a, a nice a, a nice player to have. Uh, where is he from? Haverhill. Sounds right. I, yeah, I'm not sure exactly. All right, let me see here. I got it from somewhere. Lawrence. There it is. Lawrence Haverhill, right next door. Same thing. Same mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Anyone from Lawrence and Haverhill who just listened to be like, don't you ever say same thing ever again. <laughs> you Don't you dare. Uh, so, yeah, I think I think he would be uh, a good choice. Um, another another uh, possibility, Duncan Robinson mm -hmm. from from Maine with the school in New Hampshire. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to count that, they did say Massachusetts pretty specifically. I feel like but... he said Massachusetts slash New England born player. Oh, okay, okay, New England. So born. we can go. I can yeah. tell you, I can tell you the one New England born player that I would absolutely number one want to see in green kid that was uh, born in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Uh, goes by the name of John Corrales. 
would love to see him get a contract with the Boston Celtics. Little past his prime, has to get back into some shape, but feel like you can give him a solid 30 to 45 seconds a game. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna go a different direction with a different Massachusetts born um future superstar which is Rafi Westerholm, who is an 88th, 88th percentile in height and mm. has beaten the neighborhood kids not once, not twice, but three times in Tiger, which is a uh, variation of horse, pig, whatever you want to sure. call it. So, sure. look, I, I am sure that Mike Zarin is listening right now. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, any 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 of you guys who wants to, uh, any, any of you uh, GM, you know, adjacent people who want to get in touch. I will give you all yeah. the information you need. So when, uh, so how, how old is Rafi? He is five. He's five. So he could be, he could be the piece that moves you into a new arena, the superstar. Sure. That, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. yeah, yeah. So what I'm, what I'm thinking, what I'm thinking is because Deuce Tatum is, is right about that age too. A little bit younger. Yep. A little bit yeah. younger. So, you know, I mean, a, a problem duo. You don't, yeah. you right. don't want any part of that nope no not at all i figure you got rafi space in the floor out yeah. there deuce deuce driving i feel like deuce probably gonna be a little taller he yeah. might be the driver yeah he might be a little taller he might, might be yeah. a little taller he but might be I, uh i mean deuce was like like rafi is at i i think rafi might be like a full year older than him and uh deuce like i remember deuce running around to me being like how is this kid three like yeah this, <laughs> kid, is, this kid is he's huge. five foot six how is that possible <laughs> no that kid that kid's yeah, tall he's, he's yeah. gonna be a tall kid yeah so all right well all right i i like that i like that all right yeah. let's uh let's wrap this up this is, a, this is a fun fun idea it comes from jill p it says here's my idea for a future podcast have a drunk podcast with tom Start by taking two shots. Each time Tom says a predetermined word or does an action, you'll take a shot. Tom won't know the word or action in advance. You can announce it when editing your intro. The bottle is on me. All right. So Jill, Jill's buying us booze to do a drunk podcast. Uh, what do you think of the idea? Like a little kind of like secret word. So I love it. But here's the only problem with it, Jill is that it will then make me hyper aware of whatever like weird yeah. little ticks I have little and anxiety. it will completely throw me off for the future. 100%. That said, I am willing I it sounds like fun. I'm willing to I'm willing to sacrifice my future mental health for this podcast <laughs> idea. I wonder well, I'm I guess I'm willing to sacrifice my entire career for this podcast <laughs> idea. I mean I mean, if Zach Lowe can do a drunk podcast, I can do a drunk podcast in August. I mean, Correct. Geez, it's August. I mean, what are we doing here? It's August. Like, let's have some drinks, right? Let's do it yeah. next Friday, maybe on one of these Friday shows. Got nothing else to talk about. Let's have some fun and do a, do a thing. I, I don't know what thing it would be that you do that makes – and the other problem is, and you know this, Tom, and this is where I need um, – <laughs> Uh, this this is where I need some uh, some of one of our friends who normally makes a joke about my uh, ability to hold my liquor. Uh, the problem is that it takes a while for me to actually <laughs> get drunk. The podcast yeah. may have to be a couple hours, and yeah. I'm, I might have to do like every time Tom blinks. <laughs> to be my trigger because like if we're gonna if we're gonna get me drunk by the end of the podcast it's gonna have to happen like like it's i've you know look i'm almost 50 
I'm Greek, so I'm born with the tolerance. I mean, my mom, my mom, when I was teething, would rub ouzo on my gums. So that's telling you exactly where we we were coming from. That that's the old Greek ground. Oh, I just put some ouzo on you. Like, you, my, you got me drunk as an infant. Like, what do you want me to do? So, so yeah, you're six, you're six foot six. I mean, yeah, I'm a big yeah. guy. Yeah. You know, I get a couple of extra pounds that I'm trying to. So it's like, you know, it's not. It's there's a lot. There's a lot here that would take for me to get to that drunk podcast. So I like the idea. It might require some pregame. I might have to come in. You know, dirt. We'll have to do like a, an intense uh, planning session in which I get a few. Uh, drinks in you you can start you can start during the podcast you could start yeah yeah i could start no problem at all (laughs) yeah my my... Um, nicole our our friend nicole yang of the boston globe would say that my my phrase might be distinction without a difference she makes fun of me for that one because i I, I do say distinction without a difference a lot but i don't i don't think i say it enough on a pod to get you drunk by any means so you uh you had one podcast where you made it i think you said it twice and i recognize that yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to name drop Nicole because I didn't know if she would appreciate. She's so private. And <laughs> she, she never tweets. Yeah. She never tweets. Uh, but yes, your former partner on the uh, the Geno Time podcast, which we're still waiting for that last episode to drop. You can just drop that every like what like two years from just randomly just yeah man reunion. It'll Get happen. Get him back. Get where's Chris Brennan been? It's all a mystery. It's all a mystery. Well, it's like Tatum's well, wrist, man. Uh, you know, it's Nick saying wraps the podcast too tight. <laughs> I guess that's Tom's way of saying wrap this crap up. <laughs> We've but, let's get, but let's get you drunk. Let's let's do it. I'm in. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> I mean, what the hell? Why not? That it would be the most poorly edited podcast because <laughs> there's like getting me drunk on the podcast would be like fun and who knows where it would go. Um, I have, I, I still don't have a feeling even if I was like really gone, I, I have this ability to hold it together. I think you could do it. I think you could be like stumbling out the door still just like in podcast voice. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) But my problem is that I then have to, like, I have work to do when we're done. We stop recording and then I have to stop and download and edit and upload and write a description and all of that stuff. So the podcast (laughs) part would be fun, but then there's the other work that I have to do where I'm like, why, why does Tom have five eyes? I don't remember Tom having five eyes. Yeah, anyway. yeah, that would be tough. Uh, well, that's the end of this podcast. That's for damn sure. So thank you, Tom. Appreciate you hopping on. Appreciate you. Thanks to everybody for the uh, questions. More questions here. There's plenty of more questions coming in. I've only, I only picked a few of the more fun ones for this particular episode, but all of the podcast questions can come in via johncorrales.com slash mailbag, or if you just go to johncorrales.com, there's a mailbag link at the top. That's how I get the questions because I can't be going. People want to DM me on Instagram, DM me on Twitter, send me, leave comments on, on Facebook or on uh, YouTube and just comments all over the place. I just can't keep track of them all. So because I'm an old and I don't have the wherewithal to go through all of this stuff, just go to my link, johncorrales.com. 
slash mailbag. Leave your questions, leave your comments. Appreciate everybody who's done so, everybody who did so here. Monday, Mailbag Podcast uh, will continue. We'll continue to do that until training camp starts, and then we get into more basketball talk. So subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This way, you know whenever the podcast drops, whether I do an extra one or just Monday, Wednesday, Friday, like I've been doing in the offseason, you'll get it on your device if you watch on YouTube, you want to get that notification when the show drops, you can hop in, try to be the first commenter. I know people like to do that. You can give it the thumbs up, give the comments, all of that. Really do appreciate you all doing so. I also appreciate you sharing the podcast and telling your friends and family and everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. <laughs>